Welcome to the CEO Society Podcast, the podcast that provides answers to frequently asked business questions. This is a podcast to learn the how-to of business directly from its founders. This show is for you and with you. Our host, Andrea, will have a variety of unique guests who share their stories on their approach to business launch and growth, how they manage to start and successfully grow their business through the years. We hope our guest experiences will help you save time and money in your business. We are really excited to be the leading podcast in this field, the CEO Society by Frostech. Thank you for joining us. Let's get right into today's show. everybody today we have a woman entrepreneur that has worked with fortune 500 companies as a consultant and has worked with hundreds of women entrepreneurs to help them with their business plans i want to hear more about you and your trajectory but first and foremost welcome to the show tara how's it going good good thank you so much for having me happy to be here thank you for being here so I gave a small summary about you, but can you tell us more about your education and your experience in the industry? Sure. Yeah, I've been I've been at this business thing for a while. I mean, ever since I was 16, I was going to school and working as much as I could, and I loved business. So uh, from there, I went in and I got a computer science degree, actually, and a business degree from Bradley University, which is in central Illinois. I'm born and raised in Peoria, Illinois, and just went into my corporate experience as a, as a computer programmer and then quickly went up the ranks and became a business analyst because I could actually communicate the technical stuff to the business side. And I learned so much about communication, business, and all that fun stuff. So then um, I ended up starting my own retail store. And I did that for a while. And it was fun. But it just I was honestly, I was just getting a little bored. So because I missed the business side of things. So I went into consulting. So I was a business consultant and technology consultant for years. And at one point, you know, I just was like, I'm working really hard. And I had this rule that I said every day I would get up and, you know, did I like what I did? And I had, and I always told myself, if I woke up three days in a row where I wasn't loving what I did, then I had to do something about it. And I got to a lot of day twos, but finally when I got to that day three, you know, because I was just burnt out. I was completely overwhelmed and traveling all the time, just had twin babies, and I knew something had to change. So then I started, I made the move into entrepreneurship, into my current business that I've had for about a decade now. So I've been coaching women entrepreneurs for the last 10 years and just uh, love it and just moving forward and yeah, just really, really blessed to be able to love what I do every day. Well, congratulations on that, Tara. So for people who don't know you, what is the Tara brand and how long have you been in business? Sure. So I've been running terrabullman.com for a, a 10 years now. And, you know, when I started, I was just doing one-on-one -on -one business coaching for women entrepreneurs. And I had about 30 clients a month. So I had a very high volume, low cost business model where I would work with people one-on-one -on -one in a lot of areas of sales coaching and stuff like that. And I did that for about a year and a half and was like, 
okay, wait a minute, all I did was, you know, trade in being busy at my corporate job for being really busy and being on the phone all the time with my clients. So I re-strategized and decided I needed to really come up with a way to be able to scale my own coaching business. And that's when I created the very first business map, which is what I've trademarked. A business map is like a plan on how you're going to go from where you are now to how you're going to grow your business and how you're going to operate it for the next five years. And so I did that for myself, not knowing it would become a thing. And I, sh I remember showing my husband and I was like, hey, here's, what do you think of this plan, you know, on, on how I'm going to get my business to where I want it to be, where I can serve more women in less time, make a bigger impact because this one-on-one -on -one stuff's killing me. And he's like, I like it, you know, this is really doable. And then I went to some friends and I showed him my plan and I said, hey, I just did this plan for myself. Do you want me to do one for you? And they're like, absolutely. So for free, I did a couple plans for my friends and each one got better and better. And then finally, a friend of mine who had a really high-end coaching program said, Tara, can I buy, I need like eight of these. Can you do eight of these for my high-level clients? And I was like, sure. She's like, how much? And I was like, uh, I hadn't even thought about it. And so my first real sell of business maps was to eight people at one time. And or to one person to that for eight different of, of her clients. So then, you know, I just kept doing it and marketing the business maps where I would actually do them for people. And I had a group coaching program in Mastermind where I would do these for my clients. And I got to 110 business maps doing them myself, which are, these are like beasts of documents, right? It's about 50 pages, completely customized to your business model. And then I have a whole process and framework I put people through in order to create something special for them. And, you know, now I have a program and the way I work with women entrepreneurs is I actually teach them the business strategy and then they go and apply it to their business and then I review it with them because they take me a good 10 days each to do. So, and like I said, I've done over like about 110 at this point. So it was, there a lot of work, but now I'm like, how can I scale that? So everything about my journey has really been about how do I scale up so I can serve more people and with less time. That's awesome. Thank you, Tara. Can you tell us more about some of the Fortune 500 companies you have worked with? And how did you get your first Fortune 500 customer? Yeah, so when I was in consulting, so I worked, I was blessed to be able to work for a great consulting company, Accenture. Then I, I left Accenture, and so I got to work with a lot of their clients. I specialized in the financial services field, so I got to work with big top insurance companies and banks and stuff like that. And then I was wooed away by a boutique consulting firm here in Houston, and I worked with plenty of oil and gas type companies, which is huge in, in Houston, um, and some good banks and stuff like that. So I love the experience that working with Fortune 500 has brought me, but I wanted to, in my own business, it wasn't my desire to work with Fortune 500s. It was to take the work and, you know, the, the things that Fortune 500 companies get with high-end consultants and translate those type of strategies for women entrepreneurs so that they could get the same quality at a less expensive price. So that was really my desire. So I haven't worked with Fortune 500s in a while, but I loved being able to be trained by the best consulting companies. So then the knowledge and, and that the industries that I got to be part of 
you know, translate down to 5 million different ways now that I'm working with a small businesses. And when I say small, I mean, a lot of my clients, they're at the six figures, but, you know, I've got a good number that make multi-millions, but in the, you know, Fortune 500 space, that's not much money, but it, it's, it's amazing for the small businesses to be able to be in those multi-millions. That's super helpful. And you were mentioning that, that you did some live events. So can you tell us how did you start with your first live event and what did you learn from it? <laughs> Absolutely. So live events. So I was always the type in the corporate world where if there was needed to, they wanted to start something. And I, I believe it was at Accenture that they were like, let's start Toastmasters as part of, I was out of the Chicago office. I'm like, fabulous. I'll be the president of the Toastmasters for the group or whatever. So I was always like stepping into leadership. That's naturally like where I love to be. And so did that because I, you know, I want to become a better presenter. And I thought, well, you know, what better way to do it than just step into it and, and whatnot. So I led up our Toastmasters group. I learned a lot there. And then when I went into entrepreneurship, I loved working with teams in the corporate world. When you go into entrepreneurship, it's kind of lonely, right? And so I wanted to meet more entrepreneurs. So the best way to do that is to get out and network. And I got connected with this organization in North America that I was like, oh, and I reached out to them and they said, oh, you know, we'd love to do this in Houston, but we don't have a leader anymore. So naturally I'm like, well, maybe that's what I should do. So I stepped in as a leader of a networking organization and I did that for about, I led it for four years and we had two events a month, two live events. And so I grew it as, as much as I could and, you know, did a really great job with it, learned a ton on how to produce high quality live events for women. And then once I transitioned the chapter to somebody else, then it was time for me to be pushed out like a baby bird. I had to move out of the nest and do them for my own business and my own brand. So I, this was probably three or four years ago, had my first solo live event for my own business and had over... 100 women in the room at a really nice country club here in Houston, produced a full day live event. And that was when I was launching my signature mastermind. And we were able to do close to six figures just from that one live event. So, you know, to me, there's no substitution in getting what I call cheek to cheek with other entrepreneurs so that you can create these fantastic relationships. And then since then, I've had, I do quarterly in-person masterminds with my clients. We meet twice a month virtually. And I just continue to be like, I think there's something really special in doing live events as well as now I'm doing virtual events. So I think I'm at, last time I calculated, it was like 141 live events is what I've facilitated up to this point in the last 10 years or so. So quite a bit. So I'm really passionate about it. That's awesome. Congratulations. You were sharing some numbers, but I want to ask you if there are some other numbers that you can share, like events per year that you do nowadays, or number of people that you coach in a certain month, something that you want to share about. Yeah. So my first year of business coaching, I, you know, I really didn't even know what business coaching was. And I would tell somebody, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to find my purpose, right? Like a lot of people, when you leave the corporate world, you're like, oh, something, I don't know what it is, but I know I should be doing something different. And they would say, I'd say, you know, I just want to mentor women. I loved working with the women consultants. And they'd go, 
oh, well, you want to be a business coach, it sounds like. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know what that is, but, you know, I know I didn't go to school for that, but I just want to, I just want to mentor women. And they're like, oh, so you want to be a business coach. So it was this whole thing of me going, oh, I guess this is an industry and a, and a thing. It wasn't as popular 10 years ago as it is now. So I said, okay, great. And within that first year, I was able to hit the, the magical six-figure mark my first year of business only because I did and I sold one thing and I sold it over and over again, which was back then, I mean, this was so long ago, but I had 30 clients a month at like $400 each, you know, and I just, a couple people would roll off because they would graduate. And then I'd have to always have a backfill of three to four other women that were coming in. So it was this constant like ebb and flow of sale, you know, which also added to some of the burnout as well. So then I was like, people would say a decent size business, but in the corporate world, I was making multiple six figures as a salary. And when you go into entrepreneurship, you need to also pay yourself, but you have operating expenses. And of course you want to save for, um, you know, retirement and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and I needed to make close to five to 600,000 in my business just to get back to that corporate salary in the 401k. <laughs> so six figures was great the first year, but it was also like, you know, it was just scratching the surface of what I needed to do in order to quote unquote replace, you know, my corporate income. So then after I decided to scale back in order to create the new, because I didn't quite know, know what that meant. So I, I worked with less one-on-one -on -one people. I ended up getting, you know, starting groups and stuff like that. And then, you know, so I saw a dip in my, my revenue, but then now it's came back and it's been really consistent. So I'm blessed to have, I mean, I'm not at the million dollar mark yet, but I'm very happy with where I'm at because I have a pretty small team and far less stress than many of the coaches who are at that multi-million level. So it's been really intentional for me. And now I coach anywhere from, you know, I have a, an annual mastermind that I have 10 to 12 women in that at the $18,000 a year price point. And then I have a small, like a, when I say small, like a 20 to 25 person group coaching program. And every now and again, I'll take some one-off clients where I'm doing their business map for them or doing some private consulting. But what I found was when you are trying to sell multiple things, you know, you're not doing anything well. So I'm very specific now about having what's my signature thing. And that's my group accelerator program. And then my higher end thing is my mastermind. And then I have a low end kind of intro offer. And that's all I do. So I tried to, you know, simplify it as much as I could, because we can make business really complicated when it doesn't need to be. That's definitely true. And we had a guest in the previous episode that, that was explaining exactly the same thing. She, she does a lot of events and she was doing around like 300 events in a year. And then she scaled down and she was way more profitable. So there's something to be said about mitigating that stress level. For me, I used to think I wanted the $10 million company with this big staff of, you know, 50 people and, you know, and kind of that was my corporate side of wanting to, you know, move up to the corner office and have the real estate and all the stuff. But, you know, the older I've, I've gotten and the more clarity that's came my way is like, I am totally fine with a boutique 
type business where I'm helping impact because I can be more hands-on with less people rather than more. So that's just what I've chose for my business model. I have clients who are going to like want to dominate the world and that's awesome. But for me personally, I've been super intentional and I think that's a real benefit of being an entrepreneur is we get to decide, right? Which is really cool. So definitely. So, well, Talking about the crisis a little bit that we're on right now, we're recording this as of July of 2020. What have you learned from this crisis and how did it change your business? I think we've all learned quite a bit from the quarantine and, and whatnot. And what I learned immediately was, and I was actually my family, I have three boys and my husband is, is a corporate guy. And we were on vacation in Disney World down in Orlando, Florida, when all of this started to come about. So we were there like the day before Disney closed down and whatnot. And it was one of those things that, you know, I, I went through a period of shock like you know is this really happening what's going on and then then I just I do two things when I get into that mode I think okay what do I need and what does my immediate family need to feel okay so that was important and then I immediately reached out to all my clients how are you what's going on how can I help it became to me about what can I do to serve those that are in my my world right? And then uh, everything else I paused. So I didn't sell anything for the first, from probably April to 1st of June. Like I wasn't in sales mode. I decided I was going to be in give mode and anything I could do to help other people, whether they were a paying client or not, that's how I wanted to show up as a leader. And I think making a decision for, for me, I made the decision that I'm not going to let fear drive me. I was going to see the good in the opportunity in what happened with the world. So because of that, you know, I've, I think this has been, you know, a good experience. So I didn't see a direct hit with my revenue. I did have a couple clients that didn't, you know, they graduated and they, they didn't want to come in, you know, stay in or, and stuff like that. And I don't, I'm not a big hard pusher of, okay, our time's up. You want to resign? Like that's, I don't do that anyway. Cause I am a catch and release coach, which just means I want you know, to help you with what my skill set is and get you to a certain level. And then I want to release you and off you go to actually do the work, right? Or, or to work with the next person who you're supposed to work with. And, you know, so I did have a couple people that didn't resign, but then I also had a couple new clients that came from it. So it didn't affect me financially, but it did affect me from in a positive way of being so grateful that I run my business from home. So six months prior, I had canceled my $750 a month physical office that I had. And so I think I had taken some steps ahead of time to reduce cost. And that I've been so grateful for because it hasn't affected any of my cash flow. And I've been able to use it as a time to gear up for what's next. So I went into re-strategizing, right? Content changed, the plan changed. Uh, so once I updated the plan, then now it's just, I'm in execution time. So rather than doing live events, I, I change them to virtual. So I've been able to go with the flow. And I think part of it is being small and nimble enough to be able to make those quick shifts. Got it. That's super helpful. So a couple of questions working towards wrapping up. What is the best business publication ever that is not yours? It can be a book, podcast, magazine. Oh, well, I am absolutely crazy about reading. And there are so many books that have changed my life. But I think the one, and you probably hear it often on the podcast, but would be Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. 
that was one that really changed my perspective. So I'm a very logical thinker. You know, sometimes you just kind of have to let go and, and trust that things are, are happening for you, not to you. And it really helped me to figure that out. And it's not an easy read. It's written back in the, you know, I don't even know, like years and years and years ago. So it actually took me, I think, five different times to start to read it. And then finally, I was in Florida speaking at a, at a friend's uh, event in Destin, Florida, and it was at night, and I had the book, and I was like, I'm just going to read it, and I just couldn't put it down. So once you get to a certain point in the book, it's like, I get it, like, this is why everyone loves this book, but you have to, like, get to that point. And once I did, it was just a complete game changer. So thinking Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill is a must for every entrepreneur, I believe. So, okay, final question. What is one tool, it can be software or physical, that people in your company use every day? I use quite a bit. Um, but the latest and greatest one I'm obsessed with is Monday.com. Monday.com is a task management system that over the quarantine, our team has completely switched from some couple other systems and a lot of Google Drive stuff and whatnot and put it into Monday. So it has how we run all the projects. It has, you know, I myself have a podcast, so it's got all the podcast episodes and the management and then the team can just come in and like, you know, update things accordingly. And it has just helped streamline communication and just everything being in one place. And it has just been fantastic. Okay, amazing. So Tara, this has been, been great. What is the best way for people to find you online? Oh, thank you for asking. So my website is TaraBolman.com. So it's T-E-R-R-A. And then my last name's Bolman, B-O-H-L-M-A-N-N.com. So I have the two N's, which is totally confusing, but TaraBolman.com. And I have a, a freebie right on my homepage that is, it's called Destination Success. So I believe every entrepreneur needs to start with a five-year plan. So where do you want to be in your business and in your life in the next five years? So I have an amazing free workbook on my homepage that you can download and, and use it. And all my clients use it. And it's just a really good starting spot for where you want to be because we can't find that success that we're so much wanting in our lives if we're not really clear what that looks like in five years. Definitely. And we're going to put all of the links down below in the podcast notes. So, all right, everyone, that's it. Thank you so much for joining. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the CEO Society podcast. Stay connected with us directly by visiting www.frostech.com. Or you can also join the discussion on Instagram at frostech underscore US. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please head to www.frostech.com slash podcast slash apply. Who is Frostech? We are a technology agency that helps you from website development to SEO services that help your business rank number one on Google. If you would like to reach out to us, please fill out the contact form on our website. We are always just one email away from helping you grow your business. Don't hesitate to contact us. Don't forget to subscribe and review our podcast to stay entirely up to date with new and exciting episodes that will help you launch and grow your business. And if you have any questions for future guests, please leave them in the comments. Until next time.